Welcome to another episode of Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. I'm going to mention this here because I was going to talk about it on the show and then I've bottled it because I thought they might make everyone sick and put them off their dinner. So unfortunately, it's going to affect you guys now, so I hope you're not eating while uh, talking about this. My toenail came off this morning. Oh! I kicked the bottom of someone else's boot in football three weeks ago and it's been on the go. You know when you, your nail goes a bit black, you think, here mm. we go. And it's the whole thing, the entire thing has come completely off this morning in the shower. I tell you what, you must have really leathered the back of that person. Well, do you know what, though? The weirdest thing is, this toenail has come off every three years, pretty much, <laughs> since I was ten. Are you a reptile? I, I feel like there's some kind of re- regeneration going <laughs> I kid you not, right, I don't think anyone else listening to this and has had like a, an, an injury inflicted by their parents accidentally that stays with you. My mum, uh, a family barbecue when I was about eight or nine years old, uh, drop, accidentally dropped a glass bottle of Coke onto my foot. You know, the, the mm-hmm. old school glass co- bottles of Coke. And it f- cracked the top of my toenail. <gasps> and my toenail has come off and regenerated like something out of V for Victory or whatever that weird sci-fi... Th- I think it was just called V, not for Victory. That's a sweet. Uh, and it's regenerated every three years ever since. And now a new cycle begins. If you have a part of the body that is always falling off, hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. The Daily Takeaway. Richie's Daily Takeaway. There's lots of ways to get in touch with us on this show. We love hearing from you. You can text us, you can tweet us, you can email, or you can send us stuff. It happens every so often here to One Golden Square, and we love love getting a a little package or parcel through the post. And we've had an amazing thing come in in over the weekend, haven't we? It's awesome. Uh, It's uh, got a letter that's come with it from uh, Jed Sharp. Hey, Bush and Richie, hope this package gets to you okay. Jed, it's arrived. Thanks, Jed. Uh, Jed goes on. I love listening to home time and if I know you guys like I think I do, you'll love this, right? Uh, I've been clearing out my parents' loft as they're downsizing and wanted me to get rid of some stuff that I had up there. Uh, There was a box of my old school stuff and I found inside it my Tricolor textbook from the late 80s. Tricolor! Can't believe what great condition it's in. I got a D for my French GCSE, so maybe I should have read it more. I've often heard you mention Tricolor whenever you guys are talking about anything French, so hope it gives you a smile. Love the show. All the best. Jed Sharp. Jed, thank you so much. It's amazing, Jed. We have it in our hands here. It's in beautiful condition. It really is. And it's the actual GCSE French textbook, Tricolore 1. And if you just flick through the pages, it's like being teleported back... (laughs) to being a kid in like the late 80s early 90s all the little role plays and situations and stuff like that as well it's an iconic book this isn't it it's an iconic book if you're of our vintage this is what got you to speak French all of us doing it as a mandatory language sitting there with our covered textbooks once a week going through that oh it's amazing you would have put yeah wallpaper yes. wallpaper covering on the front of that wouldn't yeah. you that's for sure and all the pictures in it are either a mix of really old looking black and white <laughs> Proper grown-ups with big, like hair, like yeah. uh, what's her name from Coronation Street, and big old glasses, uh, eating, you know, <laughs> uh, stuff at French restaurants, or hand-drawn little French cartoons of little role plays. You got to work out what they're up to. John Pierre and his mate and everything. Don't you know want to I mean? call anyone out that they're, they're badly hand-drawn, aren't they? They are quite badly <laughs> hand-drawn, but it's got a charm. It's got a unique, iconic charm, and it's got us thinking. Right, lovely present from Jet. We thought we'd obviously this is Monday. Everyone's just had a weekend. Look on social media. Look, people have been up to lots of different stuff. So with Tricolor in mind, we want to know from you tonight on Home Time, what thing or activity have you done over the weekend that could be straight out of a Tricolor GCSE French textbook? I will start us off. I'll even do it, in, do French. it in French. I'm going to do it in French. I got a C, so I, I won't be able to join I in. I got a C. You should be able to join in. I can't remember <laughs> any of it. I even redid it with uh, um, Duolingo. Can't remember anything again. <laughs> 
Like a sieve. Je joue cricket avec mes amis dans Victoria Park. Still got the accent, haven't Thank you? you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what you you played cricket with your friends at in Victoria, Victoria Park. Park? Yeah, so but, you can speak. It. So that is a, that is a um, that's an activity out of uh, Trickle or GCSE textbook, isn't it? Yeah, they would always say what you were doing with who and a location. Uh, Rachel says I went to see the amazing James gig in Manchester. Oh, uh, but goes on to say I could pretend I visited <laughs> a boulangerie dans La Rochelle avec mon ami Etienne instead, if you'd rather. I think. That's top points, isn't it? <laughs> Boulangerie's top points. I really would would love to hear some, from someone who's been swimming this weekend because that's straight up there, isn't it? La piscine. They've gone to la piscine. Yeah. Uh, Michael Clark says, I was out this weekend and I genuinely had to ask, where is the beach? A French wow. textbook classic. Couldn't tell you how to say it in French, but it's right out of it. Où est la plage? Où est la plage? <laughs> Uh, this text, they don't leave their name, they say, having only left school five years ago, all right, turn it in, and did A-level French, <laughs> we used Encore Tricolore, one what? to four. Encore Tricolore, is that like Dungeons and Dragons and Advanced Dungeons and Dragons? Uh, they say, I ate my breakfast with my little brother, went swimming, and then went to the cinema with my family. Wow. Triple points. Uh, right, cats, hanging on. What have you been doing that sounds like a Tricolore activity? Uh, so I work in a school, and today was our swimming lessons with my year four class. And uh, we actually go to an open air uh, swimming pool in Chesham. Wow, in you can't get any more French GCSE textbook than an open air swimming pool, <laughs> an open air piscine. <laughs> that is the thing. But to be quite honest, I probably couldn't tell you what it is in French from start to finish. To be honest. <laughs> wow, and how was it like corralling all those kids in an open open air swimming pool? Get stressed out even thinking about it. Well, we're, we're quite lucky because we're high the whole thing, so we don't actually uh, we don't have to compete with any anyone else in there so it's just for ourselves so that's quite good that's alright isn't it Kat a question from yeah. someone who went to a primary school that had an open air swimming pool and from my memory oh, it was it. always so cold is there a minimum temperature uh, that it has to be for you to allow the kids in uh, there is but seeing as it's the summer it's sort of heated a bit so it's okay wow check you guys and out with your own they... open open air swimming pool <laughs> that, that can't, I, I literally can't get yeah. over it <laughs> I know. And also, they actually went in their pyjamas today, so they did a bit of life-saving. Oh, I'll tell you what, if ever there was an 80s thing, jumping into a swimming pool in your pyjamas to rescue a heavy, like, rubber brick? <laughs> um, not today. Oh, the game's gone. <laughs> the game's gone these days. And they had to make a rope with their pyjamas. What? What? What kind, of, what kind of scenario are you, are you preparing these guys for? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jim says, I remember that textbook well. Uh, I'm currently in France with my wife, deploying my French left, right and centre with variable success. <laughs> currently I've figured out the bins and I'm trying to book some golf without getting the sympathetic English reply. Keep us posted how you're getting on. I mean, it's taught a generation of people to speak French to these uh, trickle-or books. And just looking at the... Um, uh, the index is taking me right back to being at school. This is, this is the index, right, roughly. Uh, chapter one, getting to know you. Chapter two, where do you live? <laughs> Three, meet the family. Four, meet the pets. Five, what's the weather like? <laughs> Six, important events. Finding your way is seven. Meal times at eight. That'll be a fantastic chapter, that one. <laughs> Shops and shopping at nine. Chapter ten, picnics and snacks. Chapter eleven, free time. Then it gets a bit more racy. Going out is chapter twelve. What shall I wear? Chapter 13, holiday plans. Maybe you've met someone who settled down and you want to go on a family holiday. Chapter 14. 
I, f- I think that Finding the Way, Chapter 7, is the only one that's kind of stuck in my head. So I, I can almost, if I close my eyes, I can see the role-play black and white photos of someone ordering uh, spaghetti in a restaurant. <laughs> I can see it right now. <laughs> Graham says, I was lucky enough to go on a French ski trip at school oh, yeah. in my best French, obviously from Tricolore. I asked for a sandwich avec jambon et un boîte de Coca-Cola. <laughs> Coca-Cola. The reply came... Ham sandwich and a Coke, love. My moment was destroyed. Joy, it's weird. The the few times I've been to Paris, I feel like the people of Paris don't like you trying to speak French. (laughs) They almost just slap you around the face just to talk to you back in English. I mean, what about this one? Jimmy Visite l'Hôpital. He says, I did some over-enthusiastic sharpening of my kitchen knives and ended up in A&E this weekend, getting eight stitches across three different fingers. Zutalor. Zutalor, indeed. Uh, we've got Paul on the line. We're after these scenarios where you've used GCSE French. You used some this weekend, Paul, is that right? We did indeed. It was uh, my birthday and did the old Kelala Datuton anniversary. <laughs> oh, God, I'm too thick. What does that even mean? What does that mean? Um, uh, what, um, I've got no idea. Something like, what age... Is your birthday? What date is your birthday? But you learnt it as a kid in Tricolor book. Quelle la date de ton anniversaire would be when yeah. is your birthday? Yes, that's because you can tell I weren't that good at uh, <laughs> What did you end up coming away with, Paul? Um, oh, it's, it's going back in the eighties. I think it was probably a C or D. I think Richie was a C. I'm a C. Is there stuff wrong with the C club? If you're listening to this now, you want those like people going around with sniffy A's or sniffy A stars. Get in oh, touch yeah. and have a boast about it. That lot. Absolutely. <laughs> it's been amazing. Some amazing memories uh, centred around that book. We've got Rebecca on the line. Why is this so? Uh, it's special and pertinent to your life at the moment, Rebecca. We're going to La Rochelle in about two or three weeks' time. Wow, so you're actually going to the iconic location of La Rochelle. Oh, yeah, can't wait. <laughs> Zutalor, I mean, it's weird. Like, we all, all of us this generation, we've grown up feeling that we've been to La Rochelle, but very, very few, if not anyone that I've known, has ever been there. Never heard of anyone being there. How come you're going there? Just fancy it, you know, live out the La Rochelle lifestyle. <laughs> I love that. So are you saying then uh, that your your need and desire and pull towards La Rochelle is based firmly on your doing the you know, trickle or GCSE textbook from back in the day? Mm, possibly, possibly. Maybe the ice cream as well. That's a bit of a draw. Yeah, because it is a resort, isn't it? It's, it's sort of like France's Blackpool. Oh, gosh, that gets me excited. <laughs> I'm sure you'd have a nice time. So you say you say ice cream. What is it famous for ice cream? It's got a, a good glassery there. Has it? Must be, must be about 50 different flavours, I've heard. Sancon? I, I did not even know that. Oh, yeah, Sancon. Sancon. Pardon. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to apologise to me. <laughs> and will you, be, will you be doing any... Um, give us an example of a couple of um, classic tricolore activities that you would be doing out in uh, La Rochelle when you get there? Because the, chan- the chance to actually do these things on the soil of La Rochelle itself will be almost like a oh. biblical experience. Oh, uh, je joue au tennis. Nice. Okay. I play tennis, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, la bibliothèque? Where is the library? <laughs> You've got to find out where the library is. Who goes to the library on holiday? <laughs> <laughs> one more, one more okay. activity. Okay, I'll, I'll be like my father. He went to the restaurant, saw a couple there struggling with the menu. He said, I can help you. He stared at it for ages and he said, uh, burr. That means butter. <laughs> what a guy. So, so, yeah, and he's with me, so he'll help me with anything I'm stuck with. 
Oh man, we wish we wish we could get over there with you. Look, sounds absolutely fantastic. Have the best time at La Rochelle and say hello to La Rochelle from us and everyone here in the United Kingdom. Merci beaucoup. Darien. Is that oh, someone's bum? Well. No, that doesn't matter. <laughs> oh right, okay. <laughs> Derriere, that's it. Uh, Ricardo uh, has said that Brooke is uh, bringing him back so many memories. Um, this is something that we should or shouldn't do. Being that it's still actually Jed, listener Jed, who sent us this book. It's in pristine condition. He says, we used to use the ink erasers to rub out the faces of people in the book and draw comedy appendages and things. That's terrible. That is sacrilege, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> and speaking of French, Martin says, I plucked up the courage to use my GCSE French at Euro Disney about 20 years ago to order food. I got through it badly and the waiter in a thick Manchester accent turns around and said well done for having a go kids where in England are you from <laughs> I've been loving your memories that you guys have been getting in touch with about doing trickle and stuff back from when you were kids uh, we've got Amory on the line Amory why the trickle textbook has got a special place in your heart tell us why I'm from Bristol and um, yeah we were at a Catholic school and uh, I come from an Irish background and my friend just is just Bristolian and we just yeah our names used to pop up quite often and we both used to look at each other and giggle so you were kind of Amory. What's your friend's name? Martine or Martine. <laughs> and Marie and Martine. You were name checked by Trickleor the whole time. Yeah. Which must have felt weird being a couple of Bristolian girls. Yes, and you know we just were so giggly because you know we were at school. We heard from someone earlier on on the show about going to La Rochelle. Just does it have a special iconic place in your heart, La Rochelle, as a, as a place, as a town? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I reckon you should go on some kind of Facebook or Friends Reunited search, find Martine, and the two of you should go over there. Yes. Well, you know what? We are friends on Facebook these days. It took about 30 years from leaving school, but yes, we are friends on Facebook now, so that's nice. But neither of us are anywhere near La Rochelle. Well, We're both still in Bristol. <laughs> Anne-Marie and Martine's uh, trip to La Rochelle 30-year anniversary tour. <laughs> what about that? <laughs> We should definitely do that. Bonnie Day. We oui, will. Oui. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. We need to talk about greedy machines. I think my dishwasher is drinking more rinseade than it ever used to before. Is this code? Is <laughs> no. this a code for something? No, this is this is straight up. All right, I've had a dishwasher in my life quite a little while now right and my perception is is that in the last six seven weeks this thing has been going through rinse aid more than it ever has before i don't i've i've we've got a dishwasher i've not mm-hmm. had one for ages we've had one for about two or three years i've never given it rinse aid it's never asked for rinse aid it's not part of the deal are you sure your katie isn't giving it rinse aid on the side and that's why it never asks you i'm normally there in body but not necessarily mind <laughs> with a big shop I've never seen rinse aid going in. I wouldn't, what does it do then? You, have, you put it in, it like you give it to it to drink, do you? Now, that is a very interesting question because as this light has been going off that says rinse aid, right. normally there's some in there, so I'll top it up, I'll top it up. The other day, rinse aid light went off and I was like, we ain't got any, mate. I'm just, you just got to wash without it. Yeah. And I've done about five or six without it and I'm trying to work out what the rinse aid has been doing because I swear the stuff's still coming out fine. So do you still put the little tablets in it has its tablets 
On its daily basis, it has tablets. It has its tablets, which I think is its its, its dishwasher food. Right. I'm looking at the rinse aid at the moment as like vitamin supplement that us adults might take. Like a Barocca, but for dishwashers. <laughs> exactly that. So it's, it's a little bit extra and it's bleeping at you asking for this stuff again. And it again, is. I think that dishwashers are the greediest machines there are about. Think about it. If you have a dishwasher, is it asking for more rinse aid than it used to? Well, my, my dishwasher ain't asking for rinse aid. It's constantly banging on about wanting more salt. <laughs> I'm having I'm constantly on all fours tipping salt into its gob. <laughs> and it, it started off once a week. Now I think it's every like three or four times a week I'm giving it salt. And that's a hard task because it's always right at the back at the bottom, isn't it? Yeah, you have to unscrew the thing like you're disarming a bomb and then you're tipping salt down its gob. <laughs> that, they never mention that in the adverts, do they? Dishwasher questions. Uh, rinse aid, what's it doing? Is yours hungry for rinse aid? And what is the greedy machine in your house? For me, another greedy machine, greedy, greedy machine to throw on the list. Uh, we've got one of them steam mops off of shark right yeah, which yeah, is yeah. a revelation I absolutely love it and it's you know bubbles up nice and everything but that machine goes through water like you wouldn't believe <laughs> constantly asking for another pint a little bit like nick cotton just asking for someone to tide it over for the weekend <laughs> i promise it's the last time uh, some intel on rinse aid that's what you listen to this show for uh, becky's tweeted most dishwasher tablets have some rinse aid in it which might be why you haven't yet noticed but rinse aid ensures water does rinse off and stops water spots on your glasses i feel like we've covered off the rinse aid thing now <laughs> 8.12.15 for your decks and your tweets to Absolute Radio for those greedy machines. Oh, you greedy machine. Oh. This, is, uh, this is a weird one. Damien says we had to arrange for our dishwasher to be checked because of a bad smell every time we used it. There was nothing wrong with the dishwasher. Turned out it was a dead rat below the dishwasher <laughs> under the floorboards. He must have enjoyed the heat from the dishwasher before sadly passing away. My wife had to dispose of it as I couldn't touch it. It's kind of a greedy machine. <laughs> um, now, we did say we wanted to move on from uh, rinse aid discussions. Well, I feel like we've drawn a line into it. <laughs> I'm afraid we haven't, because uh, Keith has called and is hanging to, to talk to us. A little bit of intel about the uh, uh, the actual tablets and rinse Keith. Well, as far as I know, if you get the expensive ones, I'll not mention the brand. Uh, they're called Powerball. Right. It's actually a r- little red ball in the middle. Yeah. And I think that's a built-in rinse <laughs> You don't need the rinse aid. So the little ball that you see floating in the middle of dishwasher tablets is built in rinse aid, apparently. So if you're buying the separate cup set, you're wasting your money. (laughs) That means that Richie's Richie's, uh, dishwasher will be having rinse aid anyway, is built in, and it's it's asking for more. It's having double rinse aid. Double rinse aid. It's addicted to it. Well, it's getting a bit of a habit. (laughs) (laughs) thank you keith okay Uh, we've been having all sorts of fascinating rinse aid chat uh, and the latest to add to that uh, is stuart stuart what can you tell us Uh, basically i've I've had this dishwasher for 14 years after about a year these two red lights came on and i just noticed them and i thought that's just normal and then you started talking about rinse aid so i thought i better look the manual up and i've noticed that my dishwasher needs rinse aid. And there's also a salt filter as well. But I just thought the red lights meant it was working okay. <laughs> so your dishwasher has been asking you for rinse aid for 13 years? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's two really important things to take out of this, all right? One, you said you thought the red lights meant that it's been working okay. Well, for 13 years... <laughs> It has. Or has it? Have you seen his dishes? <laughs> <laughs> but the, the second thing is, 
We've all been had by the dishwashing industry. Is his working fine? We've never had to put rinse aid in, really. And his one's been asking him for salt as well, same <laughs> as mine. Do you know what I mean? I've never even heard the rinse aid or the salt thing. So now you've had this epiphany, hearing Richie talk about rinse aid this evening on the show. Where'd you go from here? You're going to start caving in and, and paying, like, you know, non-stop to give this thing a drink? Or are you just going to carry on as you were? I think I'm going to have to carry on because I'm scared if I put Rinse it in, it may break my dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> this is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. The final week of 10 weeks of tickets and we have the chance for you to be winning your way to see the brilliant Coldplay on the 13th of August in London. Now listen, the band's brand new tour is called Coldplay, Music of the Spheres and we've devised a little game all about spherical objects. Uh, Producer Adem is going to be standing high up, dropping a spherical object every night this week onto a tray that's held by Richie. (laughs) So we're looking at maybe two or three feet of distance here. Yes, yes we are. And uh, the sound uh, that you will hear of the spherical object, the sphere, uh, in Coldplay language, uh, dropping onto... uh, This is... I'd say this is a tin catering platter. It's a good, I, I think I have definitely uh, silver service some uh, uh, tuna steaks to a uh, some kind of a business club <laughs> in Devon when I was when I was a waiter back in the day. Quite what it's doing in a radio station, I don't know. If you can identify what the sphere is dropping onto the platter, uh, then that's what could get you the tickets. Tonight's spherical object is a fruit. It is a fruit. Yes. We'll give you a little clue there. So, Adam, are you ready to drop this onto Richie's tray? Have a listen to this sphere. One more time. Three, two, one. Oh! Clue there in uh, Richie. Oh, I think it might have split somewhat as well. (laughs) (laughs) That's the last time you're dropping that. (laughs) Wowee. It has split. The spherical object has has split. If you're listening to this now thinking, I know, I know what that spherical object is. You need to get in touch. You do. You need to call right now. We need to get some J-Cloths. Come and have a go if you think you're hard enough. Who's this? Hey, mate, it's Robbie. Robbie, where are you calling from? Where are you representing tonight, Robbie? Uh, from where you see, mate. The posh end. All right, well, listen, uh, are, you, are you good at telling what spherical objects are when they uh, drop three feet onto a metal tray? That definitely sounds like a slice of pineapple. Off. It may sound like it, Robbie, it ain't. Oh, Robbie, mate, unlucky. No way. <laughs> Cheers for playing. Hello, home time, who's this? My name's Dave Humphrey from Highbury. Dave Humphrey from Highbury. Dave, uh, are you having a good day? Yeah, not bad. Just on my way home, about two minutes from home. Desperate to win Coldplay tickets to take my daughter. All right, you sound like a man that's quite confident. What do you think the noise is of the spherical object? I think it is an orange. (laughs) (laughs) Dave, it's not an orange, I'm afraid. We're going to have to move on. Sorry, Sorry, my friend. Uh, Home time, who is this? Hello, mate. It's Ricky Plummer, and I reckon it's a plum. <laughs> Straight in there. <laughs> what do you reckon? Well, I mean, I reckon I'm no. A go, mate. Oh, my. No, I'm so disappointed. Ricky, mate, if, what kind of plums are you eating? Have you heard the sound of this thing <laughs> dropping onto the tray? Go on. Well, no, you've heard it, mate. That's it. That's the sound. So, unfortunately, mate, it's not a plum. <laughs> Oh, my. Oh, I'm gutted. All right, mate. Top man. Bye-bye, Cheers, Ricky. Uh, home time, who's this? Hello, my name's Simon. Simon, where are you? I'm in Grayson in Kent. <laughs> All right, he's, he's happy chap. Simon, uh, you've listened You've listened to the falling fruit. What do you think it is? I think it's a tomato. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a tomato, it's a fruit. <laughs> it, is, it is. Yeah, it is, but it's not that. Oh, it's not! 
No. No, it's not. OK, look, we're going to have to keep taking more calls. No one has correctly identified the falling fruit so far. Watch this space. Music of the Spheres, Coldplay. Who's going to go and see them? What is the fruit? Who's this? It's uh, Adam, Adam Derbyshire. Adam, it's good to have you on the show. It was a heavy falling fruit. It split at the end. What do you think it was? A mango. <laughs> it's the right ballpark. It is. It's, ah. it's getting towards the right size, I would say, but it's not a mango, Adam, sorry. OK, thank you anyway. Thanks, mate. Home time, who's this? Oh, hello. Hello. Sam. Hello, Sam. Hello, Good. <laughs> you know, it's quite, quite chaotic. It's chaotic, right? Are you putting rinse aid in your dishwasher? No, I'm not. I, I use my hands to wash up. OK, old school, like that. <laughs> what do you think the fallen fruit was, Samantha? Um, maybe a, a strawberry? <laughs> it's a genetically modified one. It's not a strawberry, Sam. Oh, no. Sorry. Sorry. Home time, who's this? Why, it's Odell. Hello, Odell. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Yourselves? Very good. You sound uh, very perky today. You had a good day? I have. I've been snuggling with the puppies. A lazy day today. OK, so uh, you're our last person on to guess this. Uh, if not, we're going to a rollover. What do you think the falling fruit is? A watermelon. Ah! Yeah! <laughs> well done. <laughs> Snatched from the jaws of defeat. Well done. Oh, wow. <laughs> you and maybe the puppies are off to go and see Coldplay. What about that? Oh, wow, fantastic. <laughs> oh, wow, that's a shock. I don't win things. <laughs> well, you have now. Thank you very much Thank because you. that was taking a while. <laughs> Oh, that was easy. We tell the other lot. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. So I'll never forget, whenever I used to go to a barber's in uh, in Devon to get my hair cut when I was a kid, I remember he he used to have a sign. I can see it as clear as yesterday. He used to have a sign by the side of the mirror that said, I thought it was light at a tunnel, but it turned out to be some so-and-so with a lantern bringing me more work. (laughs) (laughs) Whenever I hear light at the end of the tunnel, it takes me back to Paul's Barbershop, Brixham. Uh, Look, just as an aside, um, I feel like I'm being picked on at football at the moment. Like, actually, almost slightly bullied. Bullied. Well, I'm getting... It's a bit of a weird one. I'm getting bitten by a mosquito almost on a weekly basis. I thought you were about to say we're getting picked last when they did the teams at the beginning. I, it's probably not that far off. <laughs> you can have uh, Jason and Bush. It's all and Bush at the end. <laughs> but um, this is... I, I, did, I played Wednesday just gone, bitten on the wrist. I missed the week before, so didn't get bitten on the wrist. Played the week before that, and then subsequent weeks bitten on the wrist and, and it's alternating each week each time do you remember I went to go and play that gig uh, up in Great Yarmouth and I had a fat arm yeah 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 because yeah. my, my this tiny little mozzie bite I, I, I've always thought that um, British mosquitoes are mosquitoes over here worse than any of the ones you get on the continent uh, they seem more angry my, my whole arm kind of swelled up I've had the same thing again now from a bite that I've had on Wednesday so I've taken a couple of steps of action, but I need further advice. What I've gone and done is I've gone onto Amazon and I've bought myself a pair of sweatbands, like John McEnroe. Because <laughs> I thought if they can't see my wrists, they can't bite them. Do you know what I mean? Sound logic. So I've got I've got them covered, but obviously the rest of me is still there for the mosquitoes to have a go at. So I just want any suggestions, like anything, even if it's an old wives' tale, if there's anything that will ward off mosquitoes and make me less of a, a, an edible target, then I, I'm willing to give it a go on Wednesday. Got a great idea. When we used to go on family holidays as kids, uh, we used to go, always used to go up to Scotland. Yeah. Cracking family holidays. Scottish Highlands. Uh, but uh, my mum always got uh, targeted by the, the midges that you oh, get the, up in Scotland. They're supposed to be evil. They are evil. Uh, and what we did, you could go and buy this huge candle from a camping shop. Yeah. It wasn't a candle that you'd want to sort of burn to 
her smell nice or look nice because there was just nothing that looked nice about it and the smell was disgusting. But you lit it in the evening to just ward away the midges. So if you could take that, put it in the back of the goal... <laughs> Yeah. And light it up in the back of the goal behind the keeper. Or have it on my head. <laughs> or indeed do that. We yeah. go into a, a, a disagreement with this a fellow on, on the team who's, I, I call him a selfer, you know, yeah. the old 80s phrase of selfer. So I was having a go at him and not passing. I think if I turn up next week and I've got a candle on my head, he'll think I've taken things way too far to try and get the ball. But any suggestions, welcome. How do I stop Moses eating me? Now, Gary has tweeted, and I think he's trying to have a little bit of a laugh here, but I think there's something to this. He says, Marmite, they don't like yeast. Don't eat it, just spread it liberally across your skin. You might need several pots. You'll be That's fine. That's what happened. Uh, I think someone tried that at the uh, carnival down in Bridgewater and then banned for life, I think. <laughs> but the thing is, I think there's some science to that. I have had a very rich Marmite diet all my life. Yeah. And I, I would say I have the perception that I just don't get insect bites. But I'm, I remember trying the Marmite thing. I remember um, making the family have Marmite on toast every day for a week before we went to Greece and we all got eaten still. Ah. So I don't know. I don't know if there's anything okay. in it. So I think they either like you or they don't. Uh, John says, a couple of people suggesting uh, scents here in terms of what I can wear. John says, Brute for men. My dad swore by it. Strong stuff. It is strong stuff. And then Steph says, uh, science has proven that mosquitoes are repelled by Victoria's secret perfume. <laughs> Someone's trying to set me up, I think. The Daily Takeaway. Richie's Daily Takeaway. Do you know what? I had a nail that fell off. Just going back to the beginning of uh, this uh, particular episode, I had a nail that fell off, but I was a kid. Ooh. I got my finger trapped between two car doors watching my dad play cricket. <laughs> and it bled so quickly and went red so quickly, and that fell off within about two days. But I was so distressed. Yeah. So I'd kind of love to go through that nail thing again, but just as an adult. But so is it fine now, that nail, or is it a bit weird? Have you got... I mean, the main thing is, like, is having, like, a battle scar. Like, my nail is always cracked on my toe now because my mum dropped the bottle of Coke on it. I don't want to make you jealous. There's me nails. I couldn't tell you which one it was. Perfect cuticles. Thank Absolutely you. perfect cuticles. Producer uh, was them. They really are lovely hands. You should do some uh, hand modelling. Yeah. Oh, 